Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. I am Latricia, and with me today is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Latricia, and hello out there, Difference Makers. Today, I have a song for you all. War. Who? Good God. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. But we are not talking about a current war. We're talking about a movie that involved a war refugee. The name of the movie was Loose. It's based off a place from J.C. Lee. Patricia, you found this movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I did. What I found interesting is that it was only playing in a few theaters. And I kind of stumbled upon the movie because I was looking for a movie. I saw it on the AMC app, but when I went to... See, if it was playing at the theater, it wasn't playing at the theater. So I started looking and it was hardly playing anywhere. I think it only showed in a few markets. I guess because it was an independent film, it wasn't showing very many places. But then I saw that it was coming to the Cameo House Theater here in Fayetteville. And I'm like, yeah, this looks like a cool movie. I really want to check this out. What about the trailer caught your attention or made you want to watch it? I think the fact that It was kind of suspenseful. It appeared to be a story about this young boy and a teacher and kind of a conflict that they were having. So it looked kind of like a suspense thriller. And I like those kind of movies. Plus the fact that they were black and and the fact that Octavia Spencer was in it didn't hurt. Yes, although it was an independent movie, Octavia Spencer was in it. And she was the teacher that you spoke of that had conflict. What did you gather from her character? What were some key points throughout the movie about her character as well? I really liked her character. At first, I thought she was kind of this no-nonsense teacher who was making sure things were going to get done by the students. She wasn't playing with those kids. But as the movie went on, I saw that maybe she had some bias that she was operating in. I noticed there were two characters. There was Luce and there was another character, Deshaun, and they were both black, but Deshaun seemed to be treated differently than Luce. Mm. And you see, when I think of, I do think they were treated differently, but I also felt as if she prejudged Luce. And for the listeners, Luce was an Eritrean refugee. He was adopted by a white couple when he was very young. But at the beginning, we see him and he's just this very charming, articulate young man. But I felt as if It's sort of like a sympathy thing. Like, I think she was more accommodating to Luce because she felt sorry for him in a sense. You think she felt sorry for him? I imagine like some teachers are like, well, this child is from this side of the tracks or his mom was on drugs or her dad died in war. So I think sometimes teachers 
hone on to that factor and make more excuses or give more lead weight for a student because of that reason. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I was thinking the character of Luce, he was a teacher's dream. He was the team captain of the track team. He was a great debater. He was all of these things. He was everything that people wanted him to be. Yes. Yes. And at the very beginning of the movie, he was speaking at an event for the high school. And Octavia Spencer, who was Miss Wilson in the movie, was watching him. And the parents asked about her. And he was like, well, she's a capital B. And that part right there made me wonder, why would he say that about her if she's coming to support him? And the parents just kind of laughed it off. But I do believe she was a no-nonsense person. I believe she was more sympathetic towards his behaviors or towards his past. But I also believe that she wasn't totally naive because what caused the tension, can you tell the listeners, what caused the tension between Luce and Miss Wilson? Interestingly enough, she had assigned a paper for the students and asked them to to write a paper from the perspective of a person. And he wrote a paper from the perspective of a person who believed that violence was necessary. And after having read the paper, she started having these thoughts about him based on his past, where he came from, because he was a child soldier. That's why I said about the the prejudice. She had these preconceived notions about him because he had been a child soldier. So she's thinking, although you told him to write from the perspective of this person, and he was writing from that person's perspective, that she had issue with it. I believe they got a chance to choose whoever they wanted to write about. And some people wrote about Benjamin Franklin and some people wrote about other prominent people who made history. But the person that he chose was a revolutionary who was a cease and conquer type of person. They didn't say the name of the person, but I believe that's why she was concerned. Like you could have chose. Thomas Jefferson, who, of course, we know that's not a, he has blood on his hands, but somebody more honored in society. I believe she wanted him to choose somebody more honored in society. Right. And he didn't. He didn't, yeah. It was France Fanon. France Fanon, a Pan-Africanist revolutionary. This was very interesting, seeing that he was adopted by white parents. Let's talk about those parents. One of them was Miss Edgar, Amy Edgar. She was the mom. What are are some of your thoughts or memories that stood out to you about her? Well, at first, I thought she was the type of person who maybe maybe she had this savior type of complex because they talked about how when they got him, all these issues he had and how they had to go through years of therapy. She didn't say that she did it all herself. She said that 
they had to go through years of therapy to help him to become who he is. I think she was having a conversation with Miss Wilson about how well adjusted he was or how brilliant he was or something like that. At first, I thought, okay, they, they did a pretty good job with this kid. But then as the story went on and some of the things she did, it seemed like she was kind of blind. And it just made me think that they were proud that this kid had beat all the odds. They had this story in their mind that they were able to tell about him. We got this kid from this war-torn country. He was this child soldier with all these issues. We brought him here to America. He became the class valedictorian track star. He was all of these things that he he beat the odds. So I think they wanted to continue to live that beat the odds story, even though some of his behavior showed some things that some people may have thought were sociopathic I definitely think it was he was a sociopath and we'll talk (laughs) I was was like oh my goodness this this young man is extremely intelligent and manipulative but we'll talk more about him later and the father I thought the father was a little more realistic than the mom But I felt that he just had the attitude at one point, happy wife, happy life. And he just succumbed to what she said in addition to Lucy's careful planning to make Miss Wilson seem unstable. I think he wanted to please his wife, show he loved his son, and was manipulated by lose however i don't feel as if he was like the mom who was more about the status quo because in one part of the movie he said are you really this blind you really can't see this so i felt like certain parts of the movie he was realistic and he just kind of turned why do you think that was why do you think he or do you agree that he did that and if so or if not what do you make of his behavior I totally agree. And I think the shift became the fact that he valued his family more than maybe he valued telling the truth or more than he valued morality or Mm -hmm. being ethical because he did see some things and he knew that this behavior was not right, but he didn't challenge his wife. And I think his wife manipulated him as well because she kept on coming back with that savior thing. To me, that's what it seemed like. We have to save him. We have to save him. So he's, he's getting in trouble. No, we have to save him. So I'm going to do whatever I have to do to save him because he deserves more than where he came from. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, he did give like sort of an ultimatum. It's either us, your family, or you can be by yourself. It'll be me and Luz, who was, what, 17, and it could be all of us or just the two of us. She kind of gave that ultimatum during one of the arguments. Yeah. I know it seems like we, we, we are giving away a lot of parts of the movie, but we still hope you guys watch it. It may be on Amazon Prime by the time this airs, but we also want to just touch on a lot of the 
key points and takeaway as it relates to the black culture? I guess we should probably announce spoiler alert. Yes, many. <laughs> I'm the type of person I don't mind spoiler alerts because I still imagine it different in my mind. So when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's how that played out. Or that's how it looked visually. Now, Miss Wilson, the teacher, had a sister named Rosemary Wilson. And this touches on some things that's taboo in the Black community. Patricia, you want to tell us a little bit about Rosemary? Rosemary was dealing with mental health issues. For the life of me, I don't even understand the role that she had, why she needed to come into this movie. But she was the sister of Miss Wilson, and she was dealing with some mental health issues. Miss Wilson brought her to her home, and somehow Luce met her and talked to her, and she had an outburst at the school where she just went ballistic, and I'm wondering if Luz had something to do with that. I think he did because there was one part where he looked up Miss Wilson on a social media website and he saw her sister. So I think he did have something to do with that. Because he's just, like I said, he's just so, so creepy. It's very creepy to me. But not in a creepy way, more in a charismatic, manipulative way, a narcissistic way. But I do believe he did have something to do with that. Because of what the sister was saying, she was saying that you're ashamed of me because her sister Rosemary had to return back to the psychiatric ward because Miss Wilson couldn't care for her. She hurt herself having an episode and whatever disorder she had, it had to be something severe like schizophrenia because it seemed like she was hallucinating. I think they, I wonder if they put this in the movie for two reasons. One, to show how, like the different spectrums of mental illness is what I think of. Everybody talks about, you know, autism spectrum and all this stuff. Everything's a scale or a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And she was on the more severe end of hallucination, difficulty with living skills, and heavily medicated. I wonder if the mom has some type of codependence, what we're calling the savior complex. I wonder if the white mom was, well, I want somebody that needs extra help, not just somebody that's a child soldier. I wonder if she wanted somebody to make her feel complete in the sense that she was serving. So even though this goes along with her, white savior complex, but I also wonder if she felt like she had to take care of people in an unhealthy way because he was 17. Like, and she said, well, it's either us, it's either your family or it'll be just the two of us. And I'm like, well, he'll be gone next year to college. Then what? Right. Right. (laughs) So I was like, that reminded me of codependence. And then on the other spectrum, it was Luz who seemed to be some type of psychopath with narcissism and, or borderline personality disorder. He was, like you said, the ideal student, but very cruel in a sense. Yeah, he he was a very interesting character. And what I thought was so interesting about Luz is that 
he was trying to be everything that other people wanted him to be. So he was trying to be the best student. He was trying to be the best son. He was trying to be everything that the other people wanted him to be. In the spirit of Kuji Chagalia, I think about how he said in the movie that his parents changed his name because they didn't even know how to pronounce his name. So they changed his name to Luce, and Luce means light. Yes. And you spoke of how he wanted to be everything for everybody. He wanted to be a good son. He wanted to be a good speaker, an athlete, and a good friend. Because that was one part of the movie as well, where his friend Deshaun was kicked off the team for smoking weed. And I felt as if Luce didn't care about a lot of people in that movie. The only person I felt like he had some sincere feelings for was Deshaun. Because they both were young black men, but in a part of the movie, Deshaun was like, would you want to trade places with me? Because Deshaun probably lived in a less fluent neighborhood and didn't have all the resources that Luce had. So that's the only time I felt as if he had some glimmer of humanity in him. That was a really important part. The fact that he cared about this student. In fact, I think a lot of the issues that he took with Miss Wilson surrounded around the fact that they had found weed in Deshaun's locker and he got kicked off the team, but they found something in Luce's locker and what happened to him? They said, well, maybe, you know, people share lockers a lot and I bet you that's what happened. He was the model black person. Luce was a model black person. So that's why I believe they excused his wrongdoing. Somebody had written an article about the movie. I guess they were doing a movie review and there were people who were writing comments. And one of the comments that I thought was so interesting came from a guy who is also African. And he, he said that he came to this country around the same age that Luce was in the movie. He was saying that how he constantly felt pressure to be perfect and to act perfectly to avoid being treated like a criminal. And he was also talking about how if there's any little minor thing that happens, then you get labeled as that black person. So there's this pretension to be good just to survive. And I thought that that was so interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. And it was mentioned in the movie when they were in the clubhouse or whatever getaway they were in. And Lou said, no, I'm a black man. I can't be walking around with, for example, my hood over my head. He was talking to one of his white friends. But I do believe it did even touch on the discrepancies of worries. One parent's worrying about their child getting into college and the other parents worrying that their child will get shot by the police. But, of course, he was so charismatic, he knew how to handle situations like that. Now we're finally to the main character, Luce. You said Luce means like, and when we talked about this earlier... My mind was blown because I never made the connection. You want to expand on loose? Oh, I was thinking how loose means light. And I was thinking about the 
biblical character Lucifer and how Lucifer had fallen. That was the same thing that I saw with Luz, how Luz, he was falling from the grace of his teacher because she started putting these ideals in other people's minds. So where he had already fallen from her grace, then she wanted to have a conversation with the parents. Now the parents are beginning to look at Luz differently as well. The mother is becoming suspicious and she's checking his things and the dad is suspicious and he's regretting whether or not they should have adopted him in the first place. I wish we had adopted somebody else. He didn't say that exactly, but in so many words, that's what he was saying. And I just thought about, wow, Luce is like Lucifer. He's the light that's fallen from grace. Just like Lucifer in the Bible, Luce was very conniving and convincing. There are also some instances in the movie where I want to just touch more on his convincing. We discuss how we think he manipulated the sister with the mental illness. There was also a part where he manipulated his mom. Do you really think I would do that? Mom? What do you think of me? And he called the teacher in for part of a practice debate. But in that debate, he was really drilling her about an incident that related to him. Exactly. Yeah, he was very manipulative. And he didn't know any boundaries. He even came to the teacher's home with flowers after he had her fired, correct? Was he? Was she fired? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you show up at her home? But she saw through him. And I guess... I don't necessarily want to say that she saw through him. Maybe she just saw him differently. And it just makes me think about how we all view the world through different lenses. She saw Luz one way, his parents, his friends, the principal, they all saw him a different way. And I think that was the beauty of the movie is that each of us who watched the movie were able to take away whatever it was in the way that we saw loose did you see loose based on the eyes of miss wilson did miss wilson convince you that loose was bad or did you see loose in a different light in the eyes of his parents and the principal and the friends who everybody thought he was this great guy who had so much going for him or did you see it through a different lens I think the part that made me say, oh, yeah, he good and crazy was <laughs> when he was practicing the speech. He did two speeches. He did a speech at the beginning. He did a speech at the end. But he was practicing for one of the speeches. And he started speaking of how his mom could not pronounce his name as much as she tried. And he had this out of the world look where he was out of touch with reality. And he started having this stare and started crying. And he just wiped it off and kept going. And I said, oh, yeah, he's he's good and crazy because there is something more there. It made me think about, like we said, Coochie Chagalia. His identity was a race. And part of me is odd. But at the same point, I also had sympathy for him at that part of the movie more than any other part. And I started to think. I just started to really take in this character. 
he maybe had to kill people as a child. He comes to a country where he doesn't speak the language. He comes to a country where he doesn't know if any of his family members are alive. Lord knows what he's been over the years as far as even just the basic necessities of eating and showering and other basic needs that we take for granted. I started to look at him as disturbed, but I also was more sympathetic towards him at that point. You mentioned the the tears that came. I think one of the things that I noticed was this guy had so many different facial expressions throughout the movie. He didn't have to open his mouth. It was mm-hmm. his expressions that made me think, yeah, yeah, he's questionable. He's very yeah. questionable. You're right. There were many looks. Like when he saw the sister, Miss Wilson, and her sister in the grocery store, it was just odd. Like, he's not being authentic, and I bet he's playing that. Like, he's he's up to no good. But I did feel like, okay, Luz has lost his identity. And can I really be... One, I started thinking, okay, once this character graduates high school, what's going to become of him? What do you think is going to become of him? At the end of the movie, you know how he was just running at the end? Maybe he's running from... All of that stuff that he had to deal with. And maybe he's going to run into this new future where he's going to be able to claim his own identity. So I'm not loose. I'm not who everybody else think I am. But he's going to actually find for himself who he is. Because throughout the movie, we never saw him from his eyes. We saw him Mm -hmm. from everybody else's perspective. I'm hoping that he determines who he is and he creates his own identity and does not remain a sociopath. <laughs> Very optimistic. Not my thought is what <laughs> nothing close to my thoughts. I was like, hmm, Lucy's either gonna join the military or become a politician and secretly kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he would be a good politician because he's very charismatic. And I think charisma gets people a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think we should take from this movie as it relates to outside adoption, the model black person, refugee children? There are so many points, but what do you take from it? I take a couple of things from it. One, the fact that this white family went and adopted this child from Africa and the privilege that he had from being in this family. I think they were well-to-do progressive white people and just seeing the privilege he had, even though he was black, I think being in that family increased his privilege. Mm. So we should take into account that sometimes black people can be privileged as well. Sometimes black people can benefit from white privilege. Oh, okay. I see it now. Okay. And the other thing that I really took away from the movie was that you have to really look at your own biases and stereotypes. Mm -hmm. I think the movie really challenges 
your biases and stereotypes based on the way you see Luz, Miss Wilson, Miss Wilson's sister, the ex-girlfriend who dealt with the sexual assault, all of these different issues that were in the movie, we have to check our biases and stereotypes to see what we're actually thinking of these people based on their circumstances. The other thing is how people put on facades. You never know who's out here wearing a mask. And that's one of the biggest things that I took away from that movie because Luce was definitely wearing a mask. We saw where in one part of his life, he's the model student. But then at the same time, he's going over to his buddy's house, smoking weed, having sex with a girl in the little shack and all these things that you wouldn't expect from this type of kid. Again, going back to biases and stereotypes that may not be true. Just because a kid is doing well in school and at the top of their class doesn't mean they don't engage in illicit activities. Mm. Oh, wow. What did you take away? Everything you took away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like your summary, Latricia, because we talked about this before. And once you commented about the biases, I did start to go one by one by one by one of all the biases that I had. I'm a teacher. So once you're in a profession, you you look at it differently. I thought about how Ms. Wilson put her neck on the line and I felt more pain for her situation because of my experience. So our experiences shape our biases and other people may be like, well, it's no big deal. She probably get paid or transferred. But I really thought about well, what's going to happen to her now? So it did cause me through the line of characters and look at my biases. That sounds like it leads us to our principal challenge. Principal challenge. Live them out. Our principal challenge for today is to operate in the principle of Kuji Chagalia. Remember to name yourself. Remember to speak for yourself and not to be spoken for by others and not to be named by others so that you will have your true self-identity. Right, because that's what troubled me about Luz, his loss of identity. At this time, open your hearts, ears, and mind for our next section. Spread the good news. Not rumors. Not rubbish. Living the principles. We spread the good news. We've spoken a lot about education, and there's more good news to speak of. Howard University defeated Harvard University in a great debate for the second year in a row. This is the 10th year that the NAACP has sponsored the great debate. Their topics this year was centered around the impeachment of President Donald Trump. Jay-Z should have entered into a contract with the NFL. It does pay to be an articulate speaker, just like Luce. LeBron James has teamed up with Boutique Hotelier to provide transitional housing for underserved kids at I Promise School. This gives students an opportunity to feel safe, have a routine, 
and the necessary resources for the basic necessities. Thank you, LeBron James, for your transition house, which should be developed next year. We spoke of how Luz was a refugee. There's also good news that occurred this year with an eight-year-old Nigerian refugee. Tani Toluwa Aduume took first place in the New York Scholastics Championship Tournament for his age bracket. Despite fleeing to avoid persecution and living in a homeless shelter, he has acquired seven trophies before this. Amazingly, he was only introduced to the game one year ago. His goal is to be the youngest grandmaster. That concludes our good news for today. All right, Latricia, do you have our soul snack? Yes, I do. Our soul snack for today comes from a Mali proverb, and it says, No matter how long a log stays in water, it will never be a crocodile. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.